passports, please. I'm a banana. <laughs> like, if I do that, my whole weekend is ruined. <laughs> Don't worry, he's very tender. We hung him for 28 days. <laughs> <laughs> Leader of Britain, destroyer of the NHS. <laughs> Well, I'm just uh, going to quickly Google, should I kill myself, and, um... Stop punching me! I can only get jobs when I can't see my face! <laughs> Two weeks ago, I was just about to go into my sixth period class, environmental science, and um, a girl who's also in the class stopped me and asked me if I wanted a cookie. Um, and I knew her, so... You know, I figured, it's a cookie, why not? And uh, I took a bite of it, and she told me there is a special ingredient in the cookie. And I had assumed that, that she, I was kind of worried, I thought that she had put drugs in it or something. So I asked her if, I was like, did you, is this a weed cookie or something? And she said no. Um, she said it was her grandpa's ashes. <laughs> uh, and then she kind of laughed. And I was, I was really, I was kind of horrified. Yeah, horrified. <laughs> I think that's the word. <laughs> I think that's a good word for, oh, I'm feeding you my loved ones. You know, Don't turn me down, I'm Steve. I'm turning everyone down. Oh, can't take it. why you don't use it for other things. Just throws it out of whack. <laughs> yeah. No one's as loud as us. Yeah. <laughs> Not even a gig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one's prepared. Uh, but yeah, a high school student mixed her cremated grandfather's ashes into homemade biscuits and gave them to classmates. Only in California. She sounds delightful. Isn't she just? Uh, the youngster and a friend, ah, do it with your friends, shared cookies with nine other pupils at Da Vinci Charter Academy in the city of Davis. <laughs> Davis? Great name for a city. Not the city of David. Yeah, not all of them, it appears, were told about the macabre ingredient. But Paul Doroshov, lieutenant with the Davis Davis Police, said it was unlikely anyone would be charged with a crime. Uh, and this is the thing about the article. They uh, <laughs> he admitted that investigators were investigators were unsure if one had actually technically even been committed by feeding unwitting victims the body of your grandpa. <laughs> yeah, I I can't. I can't put my finger on that crime though. Feels like a crime. It does certainly feel like does one, feel like a crime. I... Poisoning. You Is know. it? Well, if you were well, if you were to <laughs> if you were to feed a vegetarian something that you knew had meat in it, and you purposefully didn't tell them, maybe that's not a crime. Mm. But it's definitely uh, shady. Yeah, it's shady. It could be a. It's kind of assault. It's kind of poisoning. Because the yeah. person views it as a poison. You know, if, if you were to give me a pollen sandwich, knowing <laughs> that I had hay fever, that would definitely be poisoning. Yeah, yeah. But because it's... Because the vegetarian thing is just like, I believe in this. Well, fuck your beliefs, eat my cookie. Yeah. But, you know, cremated ashes aren't, you know, the most nutritious. <laughs> I'm actually against death. <laughs> yeah. So I found this to I don't, be. I don't like it to be in my, in my sandwich, in yeah. my cookie. <laughs> uh, if you ever ate, uh, this is a quote from the from the kid in the in the audio. If you ever ate sand as a kid, you know you kind of feel it crunching in between your teeth. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Ace. That's what death tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like having sand in your teeth. 
uh, investigators did say that other students knew that they were ashes and maybe they didn't know maybe they were maybe they thought you know if someone says eat this it's my granddad you don't automatically go <laughs> oh yeah it's definitely their granddad like, no one's oh ever hey. said that to me no uh, lieutenant doroshov said he and investigators were at a loss to identify a motive why is she f- <laughs> this is suspicious why are you feeding your grandparents to other kids <laughs> Um, the juvenile, they're juveniles, and it's not a heinous or a serious crime. And he said there's no public health risk. Well, it should be a crime, shouldn't it? Like, I think they do go on. Uh, I, I really don't think it fits into any crime section, he said, and revealed investigators had looked at an obscure law which made it illegal to mishandle human moraines, human remains, which makes sense. I mean, I feel yeah. like that would be yeah. a thing. But it's not what the law was intended to stop. No, because, like, human remains typically are, like, a biohazard. It's like what hospitals get rid of. Yeah. But you can throw ashes anywhere. You can. But you can't, like, so throw it, it in someone's it, eyes and be like, oh, Well, no, that's assault. Crime. Yeah, but it's by the same if token... Someone, but if someone assault, came up to you and said, oh, yeah, I'll let you throw ashes in my eyes, then that's not assault. Yeah. But then... So they... So yeah, if someone had gone into it knowing that it was and fully knew that it was grandpa's ashes yeah. and ate it, yeah. I'd still think I don't know. It just feels like the grandfather should have some say. Anybody else was thinking about the grandfather. Yeah, but like it's just like, no, don't you'll be kids today. Yeah. Don't feed me to your class <laughs> when I'm dead. No, I'll let the psychopath I I'm gonna put him in cookies. This Christmas, Nigella's cooking with the elderly. Yeah, I mean, that's that's worse than abusing animals, I think. Is it? It's putting human remains into cookies. Do you not agree? <laughs> We're different people, Steve. No. I don't like windows and eating the elderly, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, again, for me, it's the form of human remain. Well, if you, do you think it's someone's toes in there, yeah, like or just hair. severed toes. Yeah. But no, because loads of food has got people's fucking hair in it. So if I fed you like a curry <laughs> with all my nail clippings saved up for a year, <laughs> hair, mucus, that wouldn't be on some level disagreeable. I would, you, you, but you're, you're asking me to level it up against animal abuse. I would rather eat that than watch you kick a dog. I don't believe you. I would. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say that I'm more in now, favour of kicking dogs. If you shit in it, I I would be torn. Right, and that's the general point I'm putting across. It's yeah. like if feeding somebody something yeah. that isn't but that's more of a known to be a poison. Oh, toenails. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> What's it served with? Is it with a white wine, red wine? <laughs> but no, there's something definitely psychopathic about putting your grandparents into cookies and then trying to feed them to people. Isn't that's like that's like Hannibal Lecter, isn't it? He's just eating his victims to show that he has absolute power. Yeah, they suppose. And there's this also child the, has absolute power. Yeah, there's <laughs> also the whole Mister and Mrs. Tenerman chili. Yeah, yeah, which is a which is a South Park reference, yeah. which is like a where someone forces someone to eat their parents. Yeah, which yeah. is kind of the same thing. Yeah, I mean not completely, but. The cremated is the only difference. If they, if it's, if the grandparent wasn't cremated and they were just filleting off chunks of leg, yeah. and eyeball and putting them into cookies, would you think that's a problem, Steve? Uh, yeah. So, oven temperature is what we're discussing. 
How high an oven temperature was it when you cooked your grandparents? <laughs> Unless it was raw, which we both agree, completely over the top. Oh, yeah. No. No. Yeah. And cookies no. just weird. I mean, we had a bit of controversy last week with Oreo yeah. being about their eyebrows or the week before. Yeah, yeah. Now there's grandparents in them. I mean, we've got a sponsor. We're not going to ask you to draw eyebrows on top of your eyebrows. We're not even going to ask you to dip these kind of things inside your teeth. But what we are going to ask you is to kill your grandparents. <laughs> Our biscuits taste much better when they've got dead grandparents in them. Share them at school. You'll be the talk of the town. They might taste like sand, but it'll be great. Just fucking, yeah! <laughs> Oreo grandparents. <laughs> It was a bad segue. It's kind of worked. But yeah, I think that's a crime. I think the child should be punished. You didn't acapella it. No, I did some very dodgy stuff. What? I'm not going to go into it officially, <laughs> but that was a free song because it was labelled a free song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, they tried to, like, in order to get it, you need to, like, sign up to three different websites and go onto newsletters, which I tried to do. And it just wouldn't, the sites weren't working yeah. anymore. So you just so, took the first minute that was the preview. I just do what I usually do, which is just hold my microphone up to my speaker <laughs> <laughs> and go, go. Like a kid in the 90s trying to record Top of the Pops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what production value is. <laughs> this is how this works. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, they're not charging the kids because they're just, they're just confused. <laughs> I think weird. I think something needs to be done. I just don't think there's a specific law that exists to stop this particular psychopath. Yeah. Well, there should be. Probably. It's cannib- it yeah. is cannibalism. If you're eating the dead, yeah, it's cannibalism. Just because they've been cooked on high, which is all cremation is. I mean, it's not, but <laughs> that's a better way that I look at it. <laughs> Oh, uh, oh, so I'm using Steve's iPad again. You need to go to the bathroom. Do I? Oh, your iPad's reminders telling you you can go oh. to the bathroom. You need- All right, I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Is the scheduling still going well? Uh, That's all it was. It wasn't a whole bit. Yeah. It was just, right. a, oh, still, I've got Steve's iPad. Steve yeah, lives his life it's, by uh, his iPad's overall. It's going fine. Things are staying uh, steadily clean. Sometimes yeah. things get ignored, but most of it's staying on top of yeah like I say if you need a hand I'm more than happy to help I know there's a pile of clothes at the top of the stairs that you mean to throw out I can just throw them out of my way out if yeah, you want. to be honest I don't even know what they are anymore it's a mystery pile yeah <laughs> they're, they're they're sheets that we had right that we've tried and Vix doesn't like them so she's put them at the top of the stairs and now they're in limbo this is the I don't judgment know. step <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they spend don't a long. Don't like you anymore. It is, it is like limbo. You're there for a long time until we've worked out all the possibilities, and then I've no idea where they go now. It's like passive aggressive cleaning, isn't it? Kind of. Just like we're going to tidy you, but not where we know you want to be. Yeah, just somewhere in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, yes, it could be done something like a like a mat or something. Was it a patchwork quilt? <laughs> Yeah, the things we don't want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> socks and just oh, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's just double checking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what tone is that? Oh, it's just a, a tone that I found. Oh right, it's just all it is. <laughs> so yeah, it just seems that really wants you to go to the bathroom. Anyway, oh, 
Um, on to other news. Uh, Mark Sutton died instantly on Saturday when a French man hunting wildlife mistook him for prey and shot him in thick woods near Leggett's Alpine Ski Resort close to France's border with Switzerland. Should you be shooting things close to a ski resort? On a bike? <laughs> that bear's on a bike! <laughs> Kill it! Oh, he was on a he was on a bike? Yeah. That well, looks... that's obviously prey. <laughs> They're learning. She's a dude on a bike and is just like, that looks like a deer. Yeah, or... Or instead of grieving his death, Miss Mr. Sutton's family have welcomed the news. What? <laughs> Thank fuck. Oh, we're, that we're wondering cycling, when he was skiing get prick. Shot. Uh, his mother, Katrina Tokil, wrote Dear on Facebook... Dear looking motherfucker. <laughs> he always looked a lot like prey. Uh, his mother, Katrina Tokil, wrote on Facebook that she hoped he would rot in hell. What? <laughs> wow. She wrote, My only disappointment is you died instantly. <laughs> For any horrified people reading this, I'm not some vicious troll. I'm the woman who gave birth to him, and that man was a monster. Wow. <laughs> That's extreme. Not only so extreme that someone would mistake you for a wild beast riding a bike in the woods yeah. and panic enough to kill you, but your own mother, public. <laughs> you're scum. Jesus. Um, to be fair, Miss uh, Toghill explained that she believed her son was responsible for inflicting years of sexual abuse and rape um, on a young girl who was well known to him while he was growing up. So, one of his alleged victims told the son that his death was a massive burden off my back. A massive burden. So she was planning to kill him. Oh. I'm a, that's what that means, right? His death is a burden off my back. And not the release that he was, of the things he did, but the fact that he died is a burden off their back. I think, logically, Maybe. probably out of context, right? But that's what it sounds like. Um, and she was relieved that he couldn't hurt us or anyone else ever again. The woman who can't be named for legal reasons says repeatedly raped her, starting when she was eight. He threatened, if I told anyone she'd kill me, everyone would hate me. And no one believed me. I knew it was wrong. I knew he shouldn't be doing it. I'm rushing through this because this isn't the funny part. Yeah. The funny part was at the beginning and it just kind of goes <laughs> downhill. Do you need to go to the bathroom, Steve? And oh. get out of this segment? <laughs> uh, she added that Mr. Sutton had also attacked her with screwdrivers and knives. Jesus Christ. Uh, Miss Toggle said she had no idea the abuse her son was allegedly inflicting on his victims until he was 17. Until the victim disclosed it when she was 17. Okay, this is kind of funny, but I didn't believe her, the mother told the tabloid. Right. I knew he was a shit of a child, but he was my kid. <laughs> She's got such an interesting perspective on motherhood. Yeah. He was a shit, but I didn't know he was a rapist. No, uh, he was a real. Shit. I mean, I know he sat there rocking back and forth like a caged animal, not talking to anyone. But he never really like denied it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the mother did send a message to the twenty-two-year-old hunter who shot her son, saying, "Good aim." <laughs> <laughs> Mister Sutton was never charged for these allegations, uh, but did serve some time before being released. Um, his girlfriend at the time cried with relief when she when he found out he was dead. Christ. So that was funny. <laughs> it wasn't as funny as I remember. I just remember the funniness being a man on a bike was mistaken for an animal. Yeah. And the it's mother was really twist, happy about though. it. Yeah. You're like, when's the... No, no, she just hates her son. Yeah. And hated him from a young age. He was a shit of a child. Yeah. But didn't believe he was a murderer. Thank God he's dead. <laughs> yeah. But on to uh, other news. Uh, technology. 
something that I heard about but didn't really believe or understand. But San Francisco's got an app, right? <laughs> and this app is right. to identify human waste on the floor. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah, yeah. Like, you probably heard about it in the same thing. But, you know, that's like, what well, sounds like a weird process. Mm. I spoke to some people who live in the area and they're like, there's loads of bathrooms around. Really nice ones. Why would they shit in the street? It's from homeless people. Yes, it's from homeless people and stuff like that. Um, Yeah. uh, In places such as San Francisco and LA, Uber and Salesforce uh, and Twitter are some of the world's leading tech companies. And they're changing how we live, work and get around. But tech has yet to solve one of the most vexing and messy problems that plagues us. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Sean Miller, a 24-year-old who recently moved to the city, hopes to put a dent in the dirty streets with an app he developed and released this week called Snap Crap. <laughs> it's kind of funny, obviously, Miller said in a phone interview describing a state of the streets, but it's also a health crisis and it's disgusting seeing that stuff. Beyond human waste, the city sidewalks are also littered with used needles, trash, and more. <laughs> and, and some more. <laughs> Even Mayor London Breed. That's a person. Mayor London, London Breed. Breed. I'm London Breed. No, I'm... you're not. Go away. It's a big problem. Um, she regularly asks. It's a favorite. It's a woman, London breed, mm. classic female name. Yeah. She regularly asks the public works director, "What are we going to do about the shit?" A, t- a dedicated shit <laughs> patrol is in the works to handle the sixty-five calls three one one gets daily reporting shit. Hoping to test the app, uh, a McClatchy reporter, which I'm assuming is this uh, who wrote this article, ventured into the neighbourhood after downloading Snapcrap and only had to walk about a block before discovering what appeared to be shit right in the middle of a sidewalk. <laughs> so this is how it works. Uh, after snapping the picture of the offending pile near the corner of Schrader and Oak Street, stay away from there, there's shit on the floor, Snapcrap offered a few options in terms of a, an accompanying message to the image. One message alludes to a frequent parlour game among those who walk the city streets called Human or Animal. Fun game. Other messages that you can send with it with it are thanks for cleaning, we appreciate you, America. Some have. messages are urgent, like please, please clean, please clean up this crap ASAP. <laughs> and one is desperate, help! I can't help my breath much longer. <laughs> is this a message from the shit? <laughs> <Yeah>. Help me! <laughs> and so long, it's evolved. Uh, a map could be introduced uh, pretty soon. There's a couple of bugs he's still trying to work out. And uh, the app's not currently available on Android. So if you've got Android, then you're fucked. It's all right in San Francisco. Everyone's on Apple, aren't they? I don't know. Probably. I mean, Google very is progressive Android, city. Is Apple progressive? That's what... No, uh, but it's, well, it's, it's the home of fucking, um, like, Silicon, Valley, Silicon Valley and all those fucking corporations and yeah. shit, isn't it? Is that like Android's the rebellious phone? Was that BlackBerry? Yeah. BlackBerry was the rebellious phone for a bit. I don't know. BlackBerry, the yeah. only one with a real keyboard. <laughs> the only one that normal sized people can't use. Yeah. <laughs> we got rid of these things for a reason. Yeah. Well, it's just like. Well, we're just, keeping why, it. Let's just. Why? Why? Why are you doing this? Watch our sales go through the roof. <laughs> we're winners. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so another thing that I found. Uh, I just wanted to see your reaction to this. I've bleeped it out. It's an advert. Okay. Not that I made, that I found. That I've bleeped out the name of what it's advertising, so it's not given away. Okay. But it just goes more onto the thing I was talking before about Oreo eyebrows a couple of weeks ago. About more and more I'm seeing it as just, it's all propaganda. Nobody's actually doing this. This yeah. isn't trying to attract that type of person. It's just, 
we're putting out this image so that people associate that image with our image. Here we go. Laura's a Friedarian. Friedarian. She's on a date. But she wasn't when she came in. The saucy share bear. Happy birthday, Dad. Whoever you're out with, go Friedarian at TGI. <laughs> I wonder what it is. Yeah, but it's implying that, oh, I think the advert is basically saying this girl came in with her dad yeah. to have a family meal and she ended up on a date with somebody else because they had a sharing platter. That's weird. Yeah, so what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that if you're a dad and it's your birthday, you want your daughter to get off with someone that she's met in a restaurant? Yeah. Then come to TGI. Or do you, is that a place to go to meet to meet people? <laughs> I don't think so. No. Happy birthday, Dad. Let's go get me laid. Yeah, I'm 12. Because it's a family <laughs> restaurant. And it's, it's a young... There's another one. Oh. The Joneses are Friedarians. Friedarian. They're out celebrating Archie's first haircut, which he loves. Charlotte? Not so much. Whatever the family occasion, go Friedarian at TGI... <laughs> Charlotte doesn't like her haircut. <laughs> Have you just celebrated your haircut? Is anybody celebrating haircuts nowadays? Uh, I mean, we're bald, but <laughs> do people celebrate haircuts? I don't with think a so. meal. I don't think so. Oh. I don't think that's a thing. Yeah. I think if you've got a meal coming up, you might get a haircut to prepare for it, but you don't <laughs> go for a meal to celebrate your your the dead stuff on top of your head. <laughs> Is it, is it uh, your family has finally got another house to clean your children's hair? And now that you're out, why don't you pop into one of these family restaurants? Is that what's being said? Yeah, maybe. Kind of feel like. And then maybe your daughter will shut up about not being attractive because yeah. some, something in there will flirt with her. <laughs> yeah. Seems what, be what those adverts are about. Yeah. Shut up and eat two people's worth of food. <laughs> just, just insane. Just all those branded restaurant are they encouraging which... people to show up to their restaurant buy a sharing platter and just wait <laughs> now's the time <laughs> strike <laughs> <laughs> well I just I, I don't I don't agree with the term Friedarian uh, what is it well it's the name of the brand with Arian well, <laughs> I, I thought it I, I thought they were I thought it was like a deal on milkshakes or something I thought it was something dairy Free related dairy yeah well no it's just trying to well, rebrand themselves as something as something more cool I'm a Friedarian so I only eat crap yeah after I've cut my hair (laughs) (laughs) or to get laid whilst ignoring my father oh god who picks up people at TGI Fridays Uh, TGI Beep TGI Beep sorry (laughs) he's ruined the mystery (laughs) (laughs) no but it's just I mean it's just a weird it's just I understand that advertising and that is just to try and get that product in your subliminal mind yeah. So that when you see it, you recognise it for reasons you don't quite understand. Maybe I am a Friedarian. <laughs> yeah. Should we eat there, ironically? <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah, that's it. Give him money. Without even criticising money, ironically. the food or anything like that. It's yeah. just like, well, this is just a weird advertising campaign. Yeah. <laughs> I, had a fr- <laughs> I had a friend, uh, genuinely, who, because I used to work at a similar identically named establishment and uh one of the workers there got killed in a car crash oh. i still eat there yeah it's not like I, I, and that wasn't a great advert yeah but like you know it didn't affect me negatively enough to not eat associate it with the restaurant yeah so why would 
ignoring your parents or celebrating haircuts that one of you hates be great. Yeah. And it's not even a kid's restaurant. It's no. advertised as kind of a kid's restaurant because the whole What's birthday f- and balloons. Family. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, but it's In still the same like, way that like Frankie and... It's like teenagers. Beeps is. Yeah. It's like t- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Beeps and Bennies. Yeah. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like... Yeah, it's just really bad, tasty... Yeah. Like, just base, low-quality food. Yeah. We are looking for sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm... Just not from TGI Beeps. beeps. or pizza beep yeah um um looking through looking through stuff that was that that was that and that was that apparently that's most of my stuff i thought i had way more stuff oh Oh, but i do have another little bit uh we do actually um have a sponsor okay um i'll read through it as best i can oh you got a read yeah oh nice well it's a review of the product that we're sponsored by Okay. Uh, I'll try and read it. There are a lot of things that we can do to help the environment. And as it turns out, one of the best things to do is do away with stirring your drinks. Whether they are... <laughs> Whether it's using stirrers made of wood or plastic, they all end up in landfills and littered on the streets somewhere of San Francisco and Los Angeles. So how can we eliminate these troublesome drink accessories? The answer is simple. The stoker makes it possible... <laughs> It's one of the coolest kitchen gadgets we've seen recently. This device looks like a coaster with a lip, but it's much more than that. This simple gadget stirs your coffee without sticks. The Stokel. Did you know that 400 million stir sticks are thrown in the trash every single day? We should all be offended, even mad about this. Seriously. It should bother all of us. Wooden sticks are bad enough, but plastic sticks are worse. Plus, it's not hard to imagine those... Plastic sticks are releasing chemicals into your burning hot coffee. It's a good idea to get rid of these sticks. This is a badly written copy. <laughs> the Stokel is a gadget that is easy to use. All you have to do is place your, is place your cup filled with boiling hot coffee on the inside and sit back and watch it spin. Then grab your coffee and go. The end result is less trash for the environment, less CO2, lower cost for businesses that use stir sticks, and more trees. More trees? Oh, cutting down less trees. Okay. And you get the satisfaction of knowing that you're part of the solution and not part of the problem. <laughs> geared, this is long. Uh, geared more towards large businesses, the Stokel could stir 50,000 cups while costing only 10 cents of electricity or $0.000002 per stir. This means that it costs 99% less than sticks. Think about the cost <laughs> that it reduces in waste associated with each stick. Production, distribution, transport, packaging, labelling, usage, and disposal. And that is what makes it a truly amazing invention. It could also replace the spoon used by employees behind the counter so that there's zero cross-contamination. I've been looking for something for years to replace the spoon. Well, this is the thing. It doesn't admit that you can use a spoon. (laughs) It's a genuine invention I saw, and I was just, this seems used. It's just a turntable. The The Sturkel. Sturk. The stir. Cool. Oh, like a circle. Yeah, but it stirs. Oh. Oh. Well, but it's basically a DJ turntable, right, with a small lip on it, which fits one cup size of boiling hot beverage, right. So if you get a slightly too small cup, that's gonna fucking fly everywhere. Okay. And if you get a too big a cup, it's gonna jam and explode. <laughs> and it's all to apparently to reduce wastage, because people aren't using a spoon. 
Use a fucking yeah, spoon. Uh, uh, but it goes into detail here. Uh, if you go to Starbucks, right, and the barista behind the counter is using a spoon, they're using the same spoon for every single cup. So? Yeah. It hasn't touched anyone yet. Why have they used it? To stir it? Okay. So it's already stirred. You don't need to stir it anymore. <laughs> or just have have a spoon. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Reusable. T- I thought it was going to answer that. I thought it was going to be like, oh, you know, metal spoons cost X amount in production. You have to use washing stuff to wash it. Yeah. You probably have to wash the sturkle. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's just that old adage about what Americans spent $3 billion on a pen that they can use in space and the Russians took a pencil. Yeah. It's the exact So It's just, why do you want to have this revolving disc in your kitchen that is designed it's to spin use. coffee or the office environment, like next to the coffee making facilities? Shut up. Just let's spin it. It's like, no, just drink it or just stir it. It's so retarded. It's a spoon. Why is, why is a spoon? Maybe they don't use spoon. Maybe, it's all in dollars, right? Maybe it's Americans don't use spoons. Yeah. Because they use... Are sugar cubes American or English? Uh, I get the Both. feeling... Sachets are American. Cubes are English. I don't know. It's what it feels I like. I think... Yeah, I think maybe. Like, if you serve a teapot, you don't serve it with sachets in a traditional English. No. It'd be like sugar, bowl of sugar cubes. Bowl of sugar cubes, Or yeah. lumps or whatever. That don't dissolve. Not well, properly. If you use a stoker. <laughs> <laughs> retarded vix carries around a reusable straw like when they just a straw well no not as in not a plastic one one that she can wash a glass i think it's glass or like hardened plastic or something uh, like perspex it's clear but it just uh because they don't give them out at mcdonald's anymore you have to ask for them and all of that shit um so and she likes to drink through a straw so she just bought a reusable one. Now, if people fucking did that... She gets Stoker installed in her car. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> keep it... The new pocket Stoker. And the thing, the thing is, right, all it is is just another hipstery, gadgety thing that people want to do something very, very, very simple. Yeah. So simple you can do it with your hand, as in just start rotating the cup yeah. and it'll start stirring. <laughs> just do that, guys. Don't invest yeah. <laughs> in the so ridiculous. They've all got stupid. vinyl players. Just put it on there. Yeah, well, just, I don't understand the big problem. I don't understand. It's just people wanting to, again, create a problem. Don't be part of the problem, be part of the solution. And pay lots of pay more than a spoon for an electrical device that will only fit one cup size. It's a fucking stupid idea, absolutely ridiculous, and I guarantee he's a fucking millionaire. Yeah, and that's why we're sponsoring it, so you should, you should get it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I had a go at um, uh, some introductory, not introductory, interview stuff. Okay, cool. Um, so see see if you can spot the difference between Steve's and mine. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to make it as similar as possible. Uh, if I can read it. Okay. <coughs> They're a little long, I guess. This is Michael. Michael's not just an ordinary guy. So stupid. He, to many, is a hero. He wanted to make the world a better place, a safer place, a place where people could live happier, more fulfilling lives. And that's why he became a fire taster for the blind. (laughs) He wanted blind people to know what fire tasted like without having to taste it. So let's, let's hear what Michael has to say. (laughs) 
Oh! Yeah. It's predictable. Yeah. Stupid joke. <laughs> okay. Alright. <laughs> well, that probably went about as good as it could have. Let's hope Michael gets better. Is that it? Do we, do we need any more? <laughs> so stupid joke all improvised all kind of work but the joke was more the interviewer I think mm. in a way there's another one <laughs> same song why don't I change it this is Patrick Patrick likes to stand up for his beliefs yeah everyone does but Patrick was and for the past year oh. Patrick has buried himself alive. <laughs> Let's see what he's got to say. Patrick? <laughs> you can't keep doing this to me, mate. I mean, these, these interviews are terrible. <laughs> I can't talk to somebody who can't talk back. I don't, I don't want to talk to his family. His family haven't done anything. Did his, fa did his family bury themselves? Well, then there's no story then, is there, mate? I mean... Look, I need something to break through. Just get me a more interesting person, please. If it isn't fucking dead, <laughs> or burnt their mouth out, or you know, just somebody who's, who can hold a conversation that can actually be interesting to the people at home. Starting to struggle. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a love for the job. But it's just he's not fine. He's not getting his breakthrough gig. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. What's another one? It's <laughs> <laughs> the same song. <laughs> yeah. This is Denise. Denise, ha mate, I'm not. <laughs> this isn't gonna work. <laughs> this. I asked you for people who could talk back. And this is what you got me, right? This is the best. This is you doing a job. Yeah, I know the vocals are coming in on the song. <laughs> I'm going to talk over them anyway. In fact, I was going to have to talk over them anyway if the interview was going to go well at all. No, 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 no. Let's finish it. Let's carry on. And yeah, yeah. Let, let's see. Let's see the beauty, the magnificent of your work when you're at the peak of your job, right? Okay. Denise had her vocal cords stampeded on by a fleet of horses. How, how much is a fleet of horses, James? <laughs> 20? Let's go for 20. She had her vocal cords stamped on by 20 fucking horses. And, and we're here to see what she's got to say. All right. No, fine. Sorry. Um, so, Denise, in all your humble wisdom, you know, in your articulate ways, what? How was the experience for you? What? What did you learn from getting stamped on by <laughs> by, by too many horses? What's what? What did what did life teach you about that, Denise? Apart from that, James is getting fired pretty fucking soon. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Speak up. I can't hear through the bandages. Nah. <laughs> huh? She's not saying very much, James! Doesn't seem to say much at all! I don't... 
Denise, I don't do sign language. <laughs> well, get... Look, James, I don't care who your dad is. You're fucking fired. Get out. Denise, I'm sure you're lovely. I'm sure you've got a wonderful singing... Vo- well, I'm sure you did, or, you know... Uh, I'm sure you're a lovely person. You know, loves horses, but I just can't... I can't do this fucking job anymore. What's this, what is this fucking song anyway? <laughs> nice one, James. Fuck, you know. There's a lot left on that. Well, there's, there's too much sound at the end, but yeah. Oh. Uh. James, what a prick. He's fired. Ugh. He kept on getting people who can't talk <laughs> to do interviews with unnamed at with the a guy interviewer. who could talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very little patience. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of kind of got there in the end. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, yeah. the difference between the two, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mine's got more anger. Yeah. Th- that goes with a lot of your stuff really. I yeah, think. which is something I'm working on to be fair. Is there a place to put at reducing it or at taming it or well, I'm trying to do channeling um, it, maybe. Well, no, I'm just trying to figure out how to how to best articulate it, I guess. Because I've tried to do um, doing this uh, stand up thing, uh, and the deadline's getting closer and closer. I went through a few different phases of it, and it just gets to be you get to a point where you're like, well, what is it? I'm actually, I I one I analyze things a lot, mm. and I think that's a good trait when it comes to deconstructing something. Yeah. But when it comes to constructing something, it's a weird... It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, So it's and it's like... Uh, uh, when it comes to what you're talking about on stage... Well, there's, lo- there's loads of different types of comedy, obviously. And I did try to go down the, let's write jokes. And mm. have like a story broken up into jokes. But then that got more and more deconstructed to where it was just like jokes about the topic that was being talked about. Yeah. Which was kind of like, what's the deal? Yeah. with baby talk why do people get so upset when I get angry at baby talk they're always like why is that guy so angry at that baby <laughs> <laughs> you know and it's just like oh yeah it's kind of like you look at that and you go that's a joke it's kind of a Nick joke yeah. and then we cut it more and more down and it's just I hate babies <laughs> and it becomes this whole thing so just try to f- and uh, yeah tried that try- I mentioned last week I think that I went into try the angry psychopathic rant, yeah. which came across as a psychopath ranting yeah. instead of a comedian <laughs> like trying to be funny. Right, right. You, <laughs> you get, get it, right. It, right? <laughs> um, but it's just yeah, it's just trying to figure out um, what what it is. And when you break me down, one, I think a lot of the stuff that I talk about that is either dark or something like that is not because I'm a dark person. Mm. It's because I find what I'm talking about funny. Yeah. which is which is meaning that that's not me that's me putting on a funny voice and laughing at what I'm talking about just because right. that's I don't know whether what that says about my social life but <laughs> you know I just <laughs> I I make myself laugh all the time um not that doesn't mean that I'm funny I just I look for laughter as everywhere I go so I try and have a good time so the persona of me in terms of like comedy wise isn't like I'm a, is not that I am a psychopath because I don't feel like a psychopath. Mm. I find it funny that if you were to look at my life, you could interpret it as a psychopath. Yeah. But I'm not. <laughs> so me coming on stage as a psychopath, listing all the reasons why people would believe I'm a psychopath, isn't funny. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, just... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is just me explaining all the reasons why you would believe it and me giving you reason to believe it in the way that I'm acting. Yeah. So 
that and the same as like um, sad tragic stuff again I find it funny that those are realities for me that I don't put that doesn't make me sad at all but from the outside looking in you could see it interpreted that way so I think I need to figure out basically what my stage persona is and I think that's the thing that I've been trying to figure out the most on uh, unintentionally try and figure out what it is and it's basically I guess kind of like this on the podcast right I mean like we're yeah. talking about what toe in the water like really horrific stuff mm. that I'm not like I mean feeding cookies to you there's an example of a story that I, it, uh, from the podcast that probably rings most that I remember the most because it was the most horrific yeah and I still find funny <laughs> but try I think the challenge is trying to go up on stage and tell people that story and it be funny yeah so I might try it and the story is about a young couple who lost their baby and after it was dead the hospital let them take it home for 30 days and they took it to the park yeah they were yeah, like walking that. around a park with a with dead, a dead fetus baby yeah or a dead, dead prenatal whatever yeah. baby in a pushchair taking selfies yeah and it, to me that's so disgustingly horrific but so funny it 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 is but, but why you, is it funny you do you have that thing as as a burgeoning comic where you're like you've got like you'll have five ten minutes at the most Mm. and someone as soon as you broach this will leave the room crying oh that's fine i'd I'd be happy if i i'm all i care about is me and me making myself laugh in this five minutes (laughs) forget about everyone else but that story you need to figure out why is it funny because it's i definitely find it funny and i definitely find it horrific yeah but i don't like doing political stuff i'm not very politically minded but i think in the back of my mind it's how everyone thinks that they've got their life together but at the same time they're pushing a push chair with a dead baby in it (laughs) do you know what i mean yeah like everyone's pretending like everything everyone's got it together and people are good people and the world's a normal average place and then it's almost like a comic strip of like Look at look at the swings, Daryl or whatever the baby's name mm. is, and it's just dead. And them doing horrifically like push put, put, putting him down a slide. Yeah, and the top half of the baby's at the top of the slide, and the legs have gone down. You know something horrific <laughs> that's clearly <laughs> funny to me. But what is it? So how can you go on stage and tell that story and it be funny? You can't go on as a psychopath because you're just telling people a horrific story. <laughs> you have to go on as in like why that is funny to you yeah and that's the and i think that's the struggle so like we we, uh, we had a preview of everyone's material this week and everyone's doing fucking really well and i'm just like oh, okay i'm still thinking about where to start so i think i'm just gonna treat it as like a i need to go back to storytelling mm. or character not character but i liken it to the first meeting somebody for the first time at a house party and it's having that engaging conversation with somebody be like isn't it weird that this kind of stuff goes on and you obviously have to build up to that story but the key thing is not what's the first thing you say when you come on stage which i think is the is the thing for most people because i think there's loads of different types of comedy as i said there's joke writing so people who like the writing who will listen to the words being said but for me it's somebody talking about something i need to figure out what side of me needs to go up on stage and do it and i think i'm gonna go warm and friendly yeah and see what it goes about and it'll be warm and friendly me being charismatic but talking about subjects that maybe people wouldn't talk about so (laughs) yeah can't do it with the psychopath way i think with that interviewing thing a little bit of anger kind of came across but again that's just kind of like another 
trying to be, oh yeah, this is Michael. And then for, you, slowly yeah. you see that little dip into something. Yeah. I liken it to a painting. My analytical mind will take it apart to all the reasons why I find it funny. But if I was to paint a painting, you don't figure out what you want to put in the painting. Yeah. You paint what you're feeling or you paint what you are in the, in the zone for and then meaning will attach itself to it in other ways. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's just funny to pick up how... It's like, if you're going to write a song, you don't go, I definitely want to start on an E. You know what I mean? Or I'm definitely... I, I need a harmonica. It's like, no, yeah. we'll write the song first, figure out what your performance is going to be like, and then you can... eat The songs will come a lot easier. Yeah. Um, I think people try a lot of different things until they find out where they are. And I think I need to figure out where I'm, where I am first. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to try that out in uh, performance-wise as well. That's cool. We'll see how that goes. Could yeah, go. yeah. Yeah, that's me for this week. All right. Um, yeah, no production for me this week. Busy mm. weekend. Um, so we're back to like OG pulling teeth where I'm just like finding articles. Yeah, yeah. Um, where do I start? Oh, it's Muay Thai telling me what to remember. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Twist your hips. It's just a point. <laughs> uh, you had rigid hips. Um, twist- Don't move. Kick. It's um yeah it, it's it's when you when you're swinging a when you when you're swinging a punch or a kick it's twisting your hips to push push the weight into it yeah I guess same I with very, feet and... I very stiff hips no <laughs> it's not good don't want to move no um okay um I think a lot of mine are quite toe in the water oh um uh, a woman who was dragged through the mechanism of a car park's roller shutter door died after asking her friend if she had ever held on to the door as it goes up. <laughs> okay, sorry. It took me a while for me to run that through my mind. Yeah. I thought that she had gone through the mechanism, come out the other end, <laughs> and then been like, did you even try did you, to you hold it tried? open? Yeah, no. Like, no. No, no, no. Have she, you ever tried she, this? Yeah. Dead. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, social worker Heidi Chalkley, 40, was heading for a night out uh, when she grabbed hold of the door as it rose at the entrance to the car park of her friend's block of flats and she was lifted off the ground. She panicked as her hands got trapped and she was pulled into the machinery. <laughs> Monday's inquest... Have you ever done this? Was told. Have you ever done this? Yeah. Um, I'm doing it! I'm living life! <laughs> <laughs> Jump, For a Willie. brief period. Yeah. Um, a neighbour passing tried to save the life of the woman who was left folded, in quotes... <laughs> Um, in the mechanism by lifting her body up to release the pressure on her neck. Um, James Spitale, Spitale, uh, who attempted to save Miss Chalkley, said he'd heard someone on the phone sounding incredibly distressed, then saw a woman hanging about three feet from the ground at the entrance of the car park. Uh, Brilliantly folded, though. Brilliant, yeah. yeah beautiful. So folded. Ironed. What does that mean, folded? No creases. Fold- Ugh, so, I- like, she was suspended by her neck. I think is what was said. Yeah. So he lifted her up to alleviate the weight from her neck. Yeah. So that means like her arms, I guess, were in the mechanism and folded implies they well, came back out. I can't figure out, out how her, how she trapped her hands. Well, I reckon she held on to like a grate. Yeah. It raised up and then it was in the machinery. Oh right. So she couldn't let go because she was wedged in and then it carried on. Um. Her uh, neck was in there, which means her head was in there. Yeah. It's insane. But do you need security measures on car park doors? Well, here's the thing. Not before. Is the, the the thing I was thinking. Why do you like I imagine a grate is quite heavy. Yeah. Um but has typically, to be to stop cars from 
smashing through. Yeah. But that's got nothing to do with the power it takes to lift it. Why do you need something that's capable of crushing people? Like, why do you need something that strong? Well, the gate's definitely heavier, heavier than a car. Yeah. It has to be. And a car is definitely heavier than that woman. Yeah. So I'd say that the woman, in comparison to what the gears were lifting, is very light. So I think that it, the, it if it's strong enough so to pick up the gate. So it doesn't strain, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Would, and it have to be lifted in emergencies. Yeah. But also, all of those gates frozen. I've ever come across have got sensors. Like, if you walk under them mm. as they're going up or something, it stops. The whole thing just stops straight away. Um, oh, I don't know. Warehouses and factories and garages and everything. Because, yeah, all the ones we've got at work, the ones that are at people's houses. Like yeah, the but they're, they're sensors on the bottom, aren't they? Yeah, but you'd have to be at the bottom it. at some point. She was lifted up. Maybe. Maybe her friend maybe wasn't under it. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. just an old garage. Yeah. Anyway, woman anyway. crushed by door. Um, <laughs> Scan BC, uh, a 34-year-old rapper who fell to his death in British Columbia while performing a stunt that involved rapping while walking on the wing of a plane was a beacon of light to follow your dreams, his management team says. Uh, John James McMurray died Saturday filming a project he'd been working on for months. A statement from the team said he trained intensively for the stunt. Um, however, as John got further out onto the wing of the plane, it <laughs> caused the small Cessna to go into a downward spiral that the pilot couldn't correct, the statement said. John held onto the wing until it was too late, and by the time he let go, he didn't have time to pull his chute. He impacted and died instantly. The team members <laughs> said the plane and the pilot later landed safely. <laughs> Imagine coming back and like... I said a hip, just up, <laughs> hip <into> the hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rap on a plane. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people rap on. No, like, no, 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 no. On those... a plane. <laughs> well, you've got those like wing walkers, haven't you? Like stunt planes. Yeah. Where you can walk up and down. I imagine it's that and not a Boeing 747. <laughs> you said so it was like... a Cessna, so yeah, it's a little plane. Uh, yeah, it's like a small plane where I imagine there's like things to walk out on. Well, normally you're strapped, with. harnessed yeah. into a chair, like on top. You're standing up. Yeah. But yeah. But not then... just walking around. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. I practiced. I don't think you can practice this, mate. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the the number one thing you should have practiced was getting off. Yeah. And you should Pulling hold your on parachute. to get off. Yeah. Just get fall off. Yeah. If parachute. it's falling from the sky, don't hold on to it. And this isn't being too judgmental. That should definitely have been his number one training <laughs> thing. Yeah. What if this goes yeah. wrong? How do I get out of this alive? Yeah. And the number one thing is learn how to parachute. Use your fucking parachute. Don't parachute. Whilst holding onto the plane, don't hold onto the plane for too long. Yeah, get away from the plane. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, he was a panic he was a beacon of light. <laughs> I just, like, I just don't like don't want to be the pilot. As like he's died, and then you land oh, sometime it's, it's later. Much easier now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was spinning. I don't know what happened. Like you yeah. probably with with the pilot being, I imagine the pilot would be in some kind of contact with the yeah. guy. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think, um, I think so. But he landed. Yeah, so so like he he land the pilot landed sometime later, and but I just imagined this scenario where he doesn't under, doesn't realize what's happened, and he's just <laughs> flying into land and just seeing all these morbid faces just get closer and closer to him. Well, well, there's not much you can you can't just oh I guess we'll crash the plane then, you know. <laughs> no. So it's just like this is awkward. Yeah. Just landing, you know, at baggage control. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did my part perfectly. Where's Will? I was well. <laughs> A couple of kilometres that way, mate. I mean, yeah. I've got his bags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
following on from a story from last week, I believe. Um, in a battle of beliefs, a Catholic exorcist is planning to fight an upcoming hex on Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh with a special mass. <laughs> As a response to the Did hex... the hex work or not? <laughs> Father Gary Thomas, the exorcist for the Diocese of San Jose, California, told the National Catholic Register that he was planning a special mass for Kavanaugh on Thursday and Saturday. This is a conjuring <laughs> of evil. It's not about free speech, Thomas said. Conjuring up personified evil does not fall under free speech. Satanic cults often commit crimes. They murder and sexually abuse everyone in their cult, said the Catholic. Hang on. This is a response to the actual hex. Yes. Okay. Saying yeah, yeah, yeah. that this they is shouldn't a... perform satanic rituals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This right. is a this okay. is a counter exorcism. <laughs> counter it's a counter thing. Yeah. Um upon hearing of the hex, Thomas said he was appalled and the other exorcists he shared the story with were equally <laughs> as troubled. <laughs> Oh, no, I've asked other exorcists. (laughs) They seem equally deranged about this particular subject. Uh, The priest explained, the hex shows that people believe in the power of witchcraft and will direct evil to have a permanently adverse effect on Kavanaugh. Yeah. Yeah. They openly admit this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, yeah, I guess if you're dealing with that kind of sect of people, you're going to meet people of equal belief and method of belief i guess yeah so yeah yeah witches have classically had enemies <laughs> yeah <laughs> including the church often catholics yeah yeah so what did you expect yeah either say that you're not witches and you're not performing a hex <laughs> i've asked my exorcist friends and they think these people are crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's at the same time you go yeah yeah they they openly are openly practicing witchcraft. Yeah. People who openly believe in not practicing witchcraft yeah. are gonna have something to say. Yeah. And you need to have a rational argument with those people <laughs> if you're trying to have the rational argument about what you're doing. <laughs> what you, can, you can't say those people are crazy. It's like they're doing what you're doing. No, no but we're no. not crazy. They are. <laughs> no, but I mean, no. come on, you're all kettles. nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's a great evil in the world, so we're gonna protect. Brett Kavanaugh with uh, a mass on Thursday and Saturday. <laughs> we'll pass around the plate. Yeah. Raise money. Um, RCMP reminds Nova Scotians to lock their doors after a pair enter the wrong home and clean it. Isn't that a wrestler? RCMP. Punk or something? Oh, CM Punk. Oh. No. CMP, not R- RCMP. No. Yeah, just C- right. CM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, this uh, isn't this funny anymore. <laughs> Steve, I was much happier when I believed it was a wrestler telling these people. This. <laughs> uh, What's RCMP? Like the Ro- Royal the Mounties. No, the Mounties. The Mounties. What I don't know what it stands show? for. Due South. Due South. South. I don't remember the theme tune. I just remember no? that. <laughs> yeah. he, I've, I wear red and I have a dog. Yeah. And I'm in Detroit like or something. Yeah. He was called Deef because he was deaf. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've got to watch that show again. <laughs> um, RCMP are reminding Nova Scotians to lock their doors after investigating a report of suspicious activity in Upper Tantalon, Nova Scotia, uh, involving a conspicuously clean house. <laughs> RCMP... Get so- back! Get, get back! <laughs> Someone might be, t- might be trying to sell this house. <laughs> 
Uh, RCMP say just after 3pm, officers responded to a complaint that there were two suspicious women in a home. The Mounties uh, were called after the homeowners had been contacted by a concerned neighbour when the two women were observed in a home with a vacuum cleaner and a mop. <laughs> Psychopaths. <laughs> Uh, police later determined that the house was left unlocked in order for a neighbour to walk the owner's dog and instead two women showed up cleaned the house and left uh, without knowing that they had the wrong address they were cleaners <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, although the house right, was cleaned for free RCMP would like to take this opportunity to remind homeowners to ensure that their doors are locked at all times the Mounties wrote in a press release adding that they uh, commended the neighbours for being observant and contacting the homeowner yeah that makes sense. so Two cleaners went to the wrong house. It was unlocked and they cleaned it against the person's will. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And then for yeah. the neighbours to be like, what's going on? <laughs> no, please. Not the floors. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to ruin the laminate or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is that thing? You can't use certain scourers with certain frying pans. Yeah, you're not meant to use... Uh, it's take off the something. It's take off like a finish. It's those... Like Brillo pads, you know, like steel wool yeah. kind of scrubbers. You're not meant to use them with cast iron. Because it won't get hot anymore. It takes the finish off it. You can put a finish back and on it. And if it's not finished, then it's only just begun. And that's all for this week. That's uh, <laughs> Stugel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so that was it. That's a, a very uh, scan BC. Yeah, Typical yeah. Canadian panic. Yeah, two Canadians. He, he's stories. cleaning his house. <laughs> dead, yeah, dead rapper and uh, the clean house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, I've got the... Uh, so, yeah. We're talking briefly back to stand-up persona. Yeah. I think I've got to separate out what I've got in terms of um, psychopathy, if that's a word. Because mm. um, I think it, you can't just be all nice and cheerful on stage. And it's not honest, because I have got these weird dark thoughts. So I think it's about time. So I've been trying to figure out how to become friends with the angry gorilla demons and try and figure out how to you know okay live together in you know in a, in a more productive way and i think i think for the past couple of months i've definitely been smothering the angry gorilla demons which i don't think i explained the, the other week but i've got angry what i call angry gorilla demons which is just the emotional rage yeah that just starts for anyone that's been following stuff. the podcast for a long time yeah we used to talk about this in the very early days yeah, and I think we've picked up and again we've, in the we've middle. we mentioned it now and again. Yeah, yeah, it kind of popped up. But yeah, it's just my, you know, with Steve's scum, which is like just things that he brings up that makes me angry for some reason, yeah. it's just a little part of me that reacts very negatively to stuff. Yeah. In a healthy way. But uh, sometimes, you know, it, it's like, it's not. Have, I don't have a split personality. I've just got a wide personality, as everyone does. <laughs> but mine are just more elaborate. Your personality elaborate. very wide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, like, um, uh, I don't know, they're more expressive. They're more identifiable. They're more split. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, they kind of uh, bubble up from time to time. And I think that um, I've been purposefully trying to not... What, like, what, what, genuinely, when I start to get in shape and feel stronger, more agile and able to murder, I start to feel more like a murderer. Yeah. So yeah. I try and I started to smother it down. I think now's the time to... I've put away a lot of the coping mechanisms, as I think I've mentioned before. I've done that again in like another cycle of trying to remove the safety ropes of how to deal with your inner demons and just kind of cast them aside. Now we try and work with them, um, which I'll bring up again in another later episode because I think it's a part of a journey. Um, so that's what I've mentioned now. Mm. Um, but yeah, this, uh, uh, I've got an outro. Um, it's immediate. Okay. Um, um, yeah. Email is wisdom at uh, pullingteethpodcast.com. 
Right. I'm at Nick Snip. I'm at Sing It Steve. We are at Pulling Teeth Pod. Yeah. On and Twitter. I'm, and I'm trying to use Twitter again. So let's. Are you? Yeah, maybe. Good stuff. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, see you next can't week. Can't work it out. You say see you next week as well. Oh, see you next week. There you go. Finally get the hang of it. Fly me to the moon. Let me play <laughs> among the stars. Quite nice. Let yeah. me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, hold my hand. First time I did guitar individually as well. I tried to sing after. In other words, yeah. baby, kiss me. My heart with song, and let me sing forevermore. You are all I long for, all I worship and adore. In other words, still right. Please be true. In other words, I love you. My heart with song and let me sing forevermore. You are all I long for, all I worship and adore. In other words, please be true. In other bit of me, a little bit of anger, gorilla demons, <laughs> getting along in harmony. <laughs> 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 <laughs>